Canadian singer-songwriter Sid Carter-West releases her debut single, Blue Eyes. Sid Carter-West, wherever you get your music or at SidCarterWest.com. Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this week's edition of Inside Today's Country, we meet up with Donnie Lee, who has a brand new single out called Better Believe It. He's got a great story about how he accidentally got back into country music, and he says this about his fans and being an independent artist. The beauty in the being an independent artist are the fans that you have are the real deal. Mm-hmm. They're not there because of your accolades. All that and more as we go inside today's country with Donnie Lee next. Your word ain't worth a dime if you don't keep it and free. Advice is worth about that much. You better believe it. It's taking all the way straight to the bank kind of stuff. Just as sure as the sun comes up and it sets back. Uh, here we go. It's another edition of Inside Today's Country, and this time we welcome Donnie Lee to the podcast. Welcome from Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How are you doing today? Not bad. We were uh, just talking before we uh, got started here that uh, your kids helped you set up your Skype. Oh, my kids do more than help <laughs> me with the Skype. This is a this is a family business. I guess if we're going to start this interview, we better start off by saying it. Believe me. Every member of my family's involved, and they're a whole lot smarter than I am. <laughs> well, that's okay, because you're the lead guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll, I'll these, accept that. All the people behind. That's kind of like what I do here. My wife is my my left hand, my right hand uh, behind me, and uh, does all those other things to make sure that you know I stay on track with what we're doing with these things. We, where would we be without our families, I tell you? Exactly. So tell us a little bit about who you are for those who don't know who you are. Sure. So I'm, I'm a Canadian, um, born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, actually spent some time out in Winnipeg, Manitoba, where I toured with a band called Carson City when I was when I was younger, as a young teenager. Uh, moved out west to Alberta and uh, continued to play on the road. Uh, and there's, there's a whole story there. You know, played a lot of big shows throughout Canada and the United States and festivals and stuff like that. And then uh, took, uh, took a lapse. I decided I was going to be the really smart one and I was going to get a job. I was going to actually make some money. Right. And uh, after 15 years of, of not doing that, I was on the TV show Nashville uh, as a paid extra on season one, the finale, with, uh, Brad Paisley and Raina James. Yeah. And uh, I got asked to do an audition for a singing part. So, uh, you know, not knowing how show business works, I asked for the last possible slot for the audition. I had friends and family in town. We all went down for the interview uh, and and uh, for the audition and it was already wrapped up. It's so, because in show business, 
you know, they'll wrap up three days worth of auditions. And uh, the minute they find what they're, you know, they think will work, they, they just cut out the rest of the auditions and they just move on. Wow. So I had my guitar and I was downtown. And I happened to be at the world famous Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. It was early in the morning, about 930 in the morning. Uh-huh. Bar wasn't really even open. And a guy with a ponytail said, uh, are you up? And I said, no. He said, well, you got your guitar. You might as well sing us a song. So I plugged into the system and I played a couple of songs. And he kind of abruptly pulled me off the stage. And I thought, man, this is this is pretty competitive down here. What's this? You know, what's this like? And he had, all he said to me was, where do you play? And I said, I don't. And he said, you do now. Get back up there. So I looked to my wife. Yeah. And she said, no, you're not getting any younger. And all of my friends were there and they wanted to come and see me sing. So I sat on stage for four hours with me and my acoustic guitar. Wow. And I played at the world famous Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. And before I finished that four hour show, mm-hmm. the same same guy with a ponytail come up to me and he said, you ever play with a band? And I said, yes, sir. Back a while ago. He goes, good. You're up next. And I played another four hours with a band and I've been back for the last uh, almost six years now doing this full-time again. Oh, my goodness. Donnie, that's awesome. Yeah. What a great story. Uh, you, you, you can't make that kind of stuff up. No. That's just exactly how it happened. And uh, <clears throat> people talk all the time about, you know, the stars aligning. Yeah. I legitimately almost said no. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, because it was, it was you know, I mean, obviously after what happened with the audition and, and you know, just kind of, ah, we're done. I just didn't know my my mind was there. I did not wake up that morning and have yeah. a shower and think I was going to be back into the music business. So I didn't have time to really prepare myself for it. But mm-hmm. thank God my wife was prepared because she had the common sense that day. And uh, and let's just say that that ended up being a huge party for our friends and family that were down there. I never seen so many people acting like school kids <laughs> as we did that day. And we had so much fun. And the weird part about it, you know, is when we played up in Canada, we would do a 40 minute show and we'd be off for 20, 30 minutes and sure. 40 minutes set yeah. here. You go for four hours without a break. Oh, really? There's no break. Just keep going. Yeah. And then, and then tell me to play the next four hours too. Oh my goodness. Well, Tootsie's is, Tootsie's is quite the place, and, and you know, a lot of artists have talked about it, and a lot of artists obviously are discovered there. What really yeah. is the, the place like? Like, describe it for us. So it's, it's an absolute hole in the wall yep. full of nostalgia. Uh, by a lot of people's accounts, it, it almost looks like a place that needs to be torn down. However, the city of Nashville... Um, wants to maintain the nostalgia of of the downtown Broadway corridor. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they they fix and embrace everything from the outside in. Okay. So you know they've made sure that you know they've got the stability. They've built extra floors in there, but they. They 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 keep the character of the building. Right. Um, the the story of Nashville is is real quick one. I mean, if you walk right outside uh, the the doors of Tootsie's, mm-hmm. not on the street side but in the alley side, you are twelve feet away from touching the brick of the Ryman Auditorium, where where the home of the Grand Old Opry. Yeah. And, and what would happen is the artists would do a six o'clock show and a nine o'clock show or, or whatever the times were. There were, there were a few hours difference mm-hmm. and a guy like Hank Williams senior would get up and do a six o'clock show, but the green room would be so small 
that he would walk out the back alley and go and have some drinks over at Tootsie's. <laughs> then he would get up on stage and he would sing the new songs he was thinking about putting on the next record. Oh, wow. And he would decide what songs he would put on the record based on the audience. That's really and then, cool. And then, of course, he'd be drunker than a skunk yeah, and yeah. show up for the nine o'clock show. And, and <laughs> so the story goes. I see everybody. I see I see Terry Clark. I see Gretchen Wilson. I see Cole Swindell, Kid Rock, Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, uh, Steven Tyler, all that kind of stuff. Like everybody comes through Tootsie's. We had George Strait and yeah. Dennis Quaid and a bunch of them, you know, when I was doing a show back a few months ago. But my personal musical influences I might, might actually um, – might actually startle you a little bit. So so I'm going to go back to the singers of country music and the sure. people that the soul and the the whole musicality part of it that really drew me in was songs by Merle Haggard, Keith Whitley, Conway Twitty, mm-hmm. Randy Travis. Mm-hmm. Great storytellers. I really I oh yeah, but their their soul, mm-hmm. their soul I remember, you know, and it wasn't by choice. These were not records that I would put on. You know, we would be out with mom and dad. They'd be over at a friend's house or something, having a few pints and uh, some chicken wings, and they would play the same records over and over and over and over again. But Randy Travis, like, I remember sitting down, and he's got a he's got a a song called Promises, right. It's one that nobody ever talks about or anything, but you want to talk about a, a, a song or Keith Whitley, you know, he's got a cut on, on his album, tell Lori, I love her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you think about that whole, you know, or, or, or listen to silver wings by Merle Haggard. And then, and then, you know, obviously the the nineties was a huge, huge thing for me. You know, Mm -hmm. I went from now being an artist playing on the road, touring all over Canada and the U S and doing what I was doing. I ended up, you know, obviously everybody says it and still says it today, Garth Brooks. Yeah. But there were other guys, Joe Diffie. Everything Joe Diffie touched turned to gold. Oh, he's, uh, yeah, a great artist. Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could go to John Michael Montgomery. I could go to yeah. David Lee Murphy. I could go to the Bellamy Brothers. I could go to, like, there was so much great, yeah. great music. The Blackhawk, you and I were just talking yeah. about Blackhawk. Mm-hmm. I mean, the harmonies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we, you know, what, you know and, music. And, and we don't see, um, you know, country has changed so much uh, since the 90s, and, and here we are in 2020. You don't see a lot of those bands like you just listed uh coming out anymore well see and and i i'm going to i'm going to agree uh-huh. because let's be let's be honest country has taken off so far but i'm going to disagree because i'm going to challenge you to 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 tell me where in new country guys like luke holmes and john party and cody johnson mm-hmm. you know where where these guys fit in what they're almost doing, in my opinion, is they're putting a, a stern fist right into the heart of today's new country. And mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think those guys will be recognized as what's called correction mode, because everything—it's like the stocks. Sure. You know, you can sit there and bet on a stock, and a lot of times it'll get overinflated. Yeah. And then it'll end up balancing right where its where its value sits. 
I think I think a lot of these people have stretched the limit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm not a, I mean, I listen to some of this stuff like Blanco Brown mm-hmm. or, or, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus with his old town road and stuff. And I know there's a lot of people that like it. Mm-hmm. I can't turn it off quick enough. And I don't want to be that guy. No, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But, but because I'm, because I am loyal and a, and a, and a huge fan and a lover for country music does not mean I need to like all of it. Not at all. I mean, I totally understand that and totally agree with you on that. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time, and, and the artists that we get to talk to and uh, and the music we get to listen to, there is a, as you say, a reset coming back. We're we're going yeah. to we're going we're seeing the swing back into more of the music that we had in the nineties, more of the storytelling music. Uh, we're getting back into, as you say, more of the the soul. Uh, music in country, and that's coming from both Canada and international. Yeah, when 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 my wife and I, because we do, we make all the decision making, and we're currently working on a brand new album for the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, when we when we pick the songs, because we write, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't we don't just choose our songs. Um, um, we've actually got a few cuts on this album that are probably going to make it from uh, Aaron Goodwin. Um, we're just a, talking to him the other phenomenal. day. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a phenomenal him and his wife, man. I tell you what, I never, I never met anybody more genuine and sincere. And you know, it's funny, Aaron, Aaron approached me. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of humbled. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. You know what? When you're down there all the time, you know, you need to chat with this guy and chat with this guy they really helped me out in my musical journey and i think that and like right solicited out of nowhere yeah and that's just the you know that's just a it shows you a person's real character and i've got nothing but amazing things to say about them but you know when we when we put this album together my first album we went purposefully traditional mm-hmm. we went fiddle steel mm-hmm. and we just we, my wife and I wrote almost the entire album and we purposefully went that route. Funny thing was one of the songs that we put on the album was never even released to uh, radio and it's a huge line dance song. They're teaching line dancing in Disneyland Paris to this song. Really? How cool yeah, is that? No, okay. That's awesome. The first, if you YouTube it, you'll yeah. see all these videos. It's called Chip in a Chair. Okay. And it's kind of like a fun Travis Tritt kind of feel. Yeah. Um, I had no idea it would even be a line dancing song. The first video I ever received was from two ladies out of South Korea line dancing to my song. That's wild. Yeah. And then we've got Ireland. We've got the U.S. We've got Canada. We've got, you know, all over the U.K., these people. I just got back from... Uh, touring over in australia just a few weeks ago mm-hmm. they were singing the words to my song and dancing to my songs i'm like where do you guys come from <laughs> isn't that that's i mean that shows you how how global the music is nowadays right it really is and there's a lot of places in this world um as you know doing these podcasts they they're not subscribing to a radio station. They're subscribing to independent sources mm-hmm. to find what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And the internet, the World Wide Web, is really exactly that. And these people, Texas is known for it. The state of Texas, I got more fans out of the state of Texas than than any other state in the United States. 
um, followed by, of course, like Wisconsin and stuff like that, I think, which, you know, some of the northern northern states. Yeah. But I'm just like, how do these people find the music? They want independent. They yeah. don't want the same 20, 30 songs that are being played on every other station. Mm-hmm. And, and, you so know, they that... go on and exactly one of the reasons why we started doing this is because guys like yourself, you know, the independents, they don't, you don't get covered nearly as much and you don't get an opportunity to tell your stories and, and your fans that are out there, you know, now get to know you a little bit more. And uh, those who may not know you now, they're going to get to get to know you. Sure. Absolutely. And you know, that's the, that's the beauty and the, and the curse and all of this too is, um, you know, what I like to be on mainstream radio and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, there's mm-hmm. nothing Nothing you want more than your your music to be played everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit down and listen to it, mm-hmm. but I want everybody else to enjoy it. The, you know, but the 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 beauty in the being an independent artist are the fans that you have are the real deal. Mm-hmm. They're not there because of your accolades. I've never won a CMA award. I am not entertainer of the year. I'm just Donnie Lee that gets out on stage and and, and puts out 110% every single time. And when people show up and they're wearing your shirts and they're wearing your hats and they're singing your songs and they're getting on social media and they're, they're, they're conversing with you about how the show was and telling you when they're coming back to other shows, yeah. that's way... People say, have you made it? Absolutely, I've made it. Sure. I'm never... I've never been so happy to, to, to do a job where I can provide for my whole family, and I call it music, and I love it. Let's talk about your music, because you do have a new single out right now, and it is called? Better Believe It. Tell me a little bit about Better Believe It. So, so Better Believe It is, is, this was one of the most difficult things ever to do. It was the title track of the album. The album's called Better Believe It, mm-hmm. and I so badly wanted to just put that one to radio first I so badly <laughs> but you know talking with talking with people and seeking some advice and this and that um, with with the strength of the song and the lyric and how it probably will 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 gain a different kind of response from the other songs that we've had to release to radio I went against my better judgment and decided to hold on and I believe this may be the last single we have one more we're deciding on but I believe this might be the last single from this album. And it's just, it's just a love song, but it's got a great way of saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, when I say I'm going to, as long as I'm breathing, you better believe it. You know, I'm just going to love you. I'm going to love you forever. And it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, a well-written, beautiful love song. Kind of got an Eric Churchy little, yeah, little that's what uh, that's what I picked up little, on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. a little vibey thing, and and I didn't know that when we were recording. I recorded it with uh, Bart McKay out of Saskatoon, who's one of the most unbelievable oh, yeah. producers yeah. on the planet. Um, and he just kind of had this vision for for you know how we were going to lay this down, and and I don't know that he was even thinking Eric Churchy, um, but you know when I started getting the response because it's been out to radio now for a couple of weeks. And I'm getting people calling me back and, and, and they're saying, oh, my God, you know, when it started, I thought it was like Eric Church. And then I heard it. And, you know, and they, they send you all their messages about, mm-hmm. you know, what the song meant to them. And, and I love getting that stuff through my social media. It's 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 why we do what we do. Where do we find Donnie Lee on social media, by the way? 
Yeah, so it's Donnie Lee Music. Everything is Donnie Lee Music. D-O-N-N-Y-L-E-E Music. And the, it's .com for the website. It's Donnie Lee Music for Facebook, for Instagram, for Twitter, uh, for everything. And, uh, and you know what? I, I even tell people all the time, hell, you can even email me if you want. It's Donnie Lee Music at Gmail. You know, get a hold of me. Everything on uh, YouTube. Um, everything's just Donnie Lee Music. And the world has changed. We talked about it quick or earlier, the fact that, uh, you know, with social media now, uh, from back in the day, you know, in the 90s, how has it affected you with all this social media now? It took me a while to do the social media thing. And I think what ended up happening for me was um, when, when, you, when you first have a Facebook, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like all everybody wanted to do was share sayings and poems and stuff like that so i quickly got rid of all of that stuff Mm -hmm. you know i get i get way too much activity on the social media i couldn't possibly read all of that stuff as well but what i love to see is the pictures i love when people tag me in photos i love when people um you know put up testimonials like unsolicited testimonials they're saying we were at your show and this happened and blah 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 and we post a lot of that stuff on our social media or on our website. Um, you know, I love, I love to be able to chat back and forth the new year's messages, the happy birthdays that I get to send out when I find out it's somebody's birthday and you can't do them all, all the time, but I love that part of social media. It took me a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Instagram was a lot easier for me because there was a lot less involved. It seemed, Mm -hmm. you know, you could read their message and you could, you could, you know, put a little heart beside it and, and let them know that you, you saw their message and, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while type in a little, a little something, but social media is, has just been the way to constantly stay in touch, stay engaged. And if you got a message you want to get out, like when we, when we wrote the song for the Humboldt Broncos, 16 souls, right. Uh, we had 500,000 people in the first two days watch that video in wow. the, and it was actually so quick that when we wrote the song immediately it was 15 souls Mm -hmm. two days later it was 16 souls and we had to re-record it Mm -hmm. yeah what was that process like for you uh you know um you know the 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 process first of all it was not about me it was about you know the hockey team but you know walking through uh, my involvement of it, I guess. Um, my wife started the entire song. She was she was up in Canada. I was down in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, she was flying here, and and she just said, "Have you have you heard what happened? Like it's it, all over Canada, and it, he even a lot of places here in the U.S. The first thing, as soon as I turned on the news, they they were showing the crash, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it, it was definitely the top of everybody's mind." And I, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it cause I don't want to take away from, you know, all 16, mm-hmm. um, you know, members that, that passed away from the whole humble Broncos. It's really about them. But my, my wife came up with a song. Um, we sat down here, we probably spent a couple of hours, um, finishing the song mm-hmm. and then, and then, uh, we just decided to just as a, you know, as a, memorial tribute to them Mm -hmm. we decided to just do a a quick little video of me playing the acoustic guitar uh reading the lyrics and uh and dedicated it to them 
Where do we find you next as you uh, tour around and get things going here in 2020? Yeah, I'm already booking 2021. I've been booking 2021 for hey, good four for you. months now. Yeah, for four months, we've been already putting shows into there. We're going to be everywhere. Um, I'll be in Red Deer. I'll be in uh, Fort Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of caught me off guard. We're kind of everywhere. I'll be down in Palm Springs. I'll be <laughs> doing shows there. We'll be, uh, yeah, it's it's a very, very, very busy year for us. Well, Donnie, I think uh, that's awesome. Congratulations on uh, the new single. Congratulations on uh, you know the the career so far and being able to uh, to do what you love to do. You are an amazing storyteller, my friend. And uh, thanks very much for spending some time with us on the podcast today. And and Tim, thank you. It's guys like you that uh, um, you know battle the challenges and everything of radio today. And 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 you just keep putting your best foot forward. And you're doing great work out there. And and I sincerely say thank you as well. Donnie Lee, make sure you check him out. We'll find uh, all the information in our show notes. Make sure you check us next time on Inside Today's Country. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.